Hi, and welcome to another episode of Public Service Psychology Now, the podcast where we let you know about issues and upcoming events important to members of Division 18. So one of the upcoming events that everyone is excited about is the AKBA convention, which is going to happen in August, which is going to be completely virtual for the second year in a row. So today we're going to talk to Dr. Sarah Robertson and Dr. Katie Davenport, who are the co-program chairs for the division's convention program. We're going to talk to them about the convention so that folks can start to get excited about attending. Uh, so Dr. Sarah Robertson works as a clinical psychologist at Oregon State Hospital, where she works with individuals who have been found unable to aid and assist with their legal charges. She received her degree from Furkoff Graduate School of Clinical Psychology at Yeshiva University and did a postdoctoral fellowship in psychosocial rehabilitation at the VA Connecticut. She's been very active in Division 18. In addition to being one of the co-program chairs for convention this year, she served as a secretary treasurer for both the community and state hospital section and the serious mental illness, severe emotional disturbance section, and is currently on the communications committee for the SMI-SED section. Dr. Katie Davenport, who's also one of the co-program chairs, works as a clinical psychologist at Oregon State Hospital. She works with individuals who have been civilly committed, as well as those who have been found unable to aid and assist. She received her degree from George Fox University and did her postdoctoral work at Oregon State Hospital. She has served for several years as the membership coordinator for the community and state hospital section and is also the current secretary treasurer for the section. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for being with us today. So let's um, get started. So tell us some of the exciting um, sessions that APA has planned this year. Yeah, Division 18 has actually accepted 14 symposia this year. Um, we, while we believe all of the programming is exciting and contributes well to the field of psychology, uh, there's many that are especially relevant to all of the topics that 2020 and 2021 have highlighted for our field. Uh, for example, we have presenters uh, planning to talk about COVID-19 and suicide prevention, uh, the role of peer recovery um, in police intervention, training during a pandemic, and combating racism and white, white supremacy culture and in institutions. And we also have a very exciting presidential theme this year and symposium related to that. Um, Jen, did you want to share a little bit about what your theme is? Yeah, sure. Um, my presidential theme for this year was l looking at kind of novel approaches to assessing and treating violence, because I really see that as a big problem in a lot of the institutions in which we work that I think that cuts across VAs, um, state mm -hmm. hospitals, Indian country. And I think that um, it's just becoming a really big issue. I know here in the hospital, we've certainly seen um, some increases uh, in that in violence and kind of are struggling with figuring out how to approach that um, in ways that are helpful and that can help to reduce it. And so that was what I set as the presidential theme. And I'm really excited about the symposium that we pulled together to talk about that. Yeah, that's great. We're really excited to hear more about it as well. So there's also a number of collaborative proposals on which Division 18 is co-listed. Um, Sarah, can, did you want to share a little bit about those? Yeah, I can talk more about those. Um, so in, in addition to all the really cool symposia that Katie mentioned, um, we have some collaborative proposals, and these include topics like helping military members through the military to civilian transition process, uh, how civilian psychologists and organizations can foster resilience in military service members, and also um, telepsychology and psychology law practice. 
Um, and then just in terms of, you know, overall keynote presentations that are, are highlighted, I mean, there are so many um, that are available on the APA website, but one of the ones that we thought was really interesting and, and relevant to Division 18 is that uh, Dr. EJR David of University of Alaska Anchorage will be speaking about internalized oppression, and that'll be centered on the experiences of Filipino Americans. So that's just one of many really cool um, keynote speakers that APA has. Um, slated for, for the convention. Um, also, we wanted to highlight um, that there are many really exciting CE workshops um, and CE sessions that are likely of interest to people involved in Division 18 and public sector psychologists in general. Uh, one of those um, is entitled Recovery-Oriented Cognitive Therapy for Depression and Serious Mental Illness. Um, and that's with Judith Beck and Ellen Inverso from the Beck Institute. Um, there's also one entitled Police Use of Force, Forming a Relationship Between Professional Psychology and Law Enforcement. There's another uh, CE, uh, CE workshop, I believe, on treating complex PTSD, and another one on how to leverage technology to enhance mental health care from the National Center for PTSD. So those are just a, a few offerings um, in terms of CE workshops and sessions that, that APA has for the convention. Wow. So with all that's gone on these past couple of years, 2020, 2021, we've really been hit with a lot of curveballs. So it's really cool to see that APA and Division 18 are tackling these really important issues, COVID, civil unrest. Um, speaking of that and COVID specifically, I know we'll be virtual again this year. So can you tell us about the virtual platform that we'll be using this year? And will it be different from last year's virtual meeting? So this year, the platform that we're using is created by XCD Technologies. Um, all of the sessions are going to be pre-recorded and available on demand for up to three months after the convention. Some of the events, such as the main stage events and keynote speakers, will air at scheduled times, um, and they'll include interactive text chats and live questions and answer options. Um, following the, the airing times, these live events will also be available on demand. Um, this platform allows you to join the convention on a desktop or laptop computer, on your phone, or on a And there's, there are, APA is also sending out helpful tips to assist in onto the convention and accessing those videos. So once you register for the convention, um, you're going to get access to the APA 2021 platform. This will help you get a feel for the experience. You can also see the sessions as they're scheduled and create your agenda before the event actually begins. There's an easy to follow written guides and videos, helpful blog posts, and orientations to help you prepare for the convention before it even takes place. All of these instructions are going to be sent to members via email. Um, so make sure that if, after you register, you're receiving emails from convention at apa.org. Thank you. And so what are some of the Division 18 specific activities this year? So um, I can speak to that a little bit. So each of the sections, you know, as usual, is going to have their own business meeting and social hour over the Zoom platform. Um, and of course, we're going to have a presidential address by Dr. Jen Snyder. Um, 
and it's going to be entitled Treating People with Serious Mental Illness, Things to Do Until the Pharmacist Arrives. Um, Jen, I don't know if you want to say any more about, about that and what you're expecting to cover, um, but it sounds like a really cool topic. So, um, Yeah, I can talk about it a little briefly. I just um, have noticed oftentimes when people, when we work in settings that have people who are really seriously ill, there's a lot of feeling that we as psychologists can't do a whole lot um, with folks like that until they get medications. And I, I don't actually think that that's true. I think there's actually a lot of things we can do um, even before folks kind of get fully with medications on board and stuff like that. And so I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. It's kind of an, an homage to my graduate advisor who passed away this year. Um, he wrote an article a long time ago called uh, Things to Do Before the Geneticist Arrives um, in Schizophrenia Research. And so it's kind of, I'll talk a little bit about that too in the talk about how it's an homage to him, but uh, I'm excited to do it. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear it too, because it's just so relevant to all of our work um, in public sector psychology. So um, in addition to that, we're going to have the Division 18 Social Hour over Zoom. Um, the Division 18 business meeting and award ceremony over Zoom as well. Um, each of those, you know, all, all the meetings I mentioned are going to be scheduled, um, you know, and, and uh, the schedule will be available in the program once it's uploaded. So uh, Katie and I are actually working on the program currently. We're working with all of our different section chairs and, and with Jen to kind of get things um, on a schedule and we'll be sending that out um, as soon as we can, and it'll also be available on the website. That'll be cool. Yeah, so and, and plan ahead what sort of events they want to take part in and get mm -hmm. that on their schedule. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so I know you mentioned that the um, you're working on the programming booklet too. Um, do you know about um, how people can access the programming booklet when it does become available? Yeah, so the booklet's going to be available in quite a few locations. So it'll be sent out to members of Division 18 via the listserv. It'll also be available on the Division 18 website and on the APA convention website. Um, and then also, uh, when you register for convention, you get access to the APA 2021 convention platform. Um, the booklet will be provided at the time of convention registration as well. Cool, so lots of different ways to access it. Well, is there anything else that would be helpful for us to know as we plan for the convention? Um, I can think of a couple things that, um, that would be good to mention. One is I, I think it's important to know that if you are thinking of um, registering for CE uh, workshops, those cost a little extra in addition to the uh, convention registration. And also the C, like many of the CE uh, sessions are actually available for free once you're registered. So that's a nice feature, but it's good to know that um, all of those uh, CE workshops and sessions need to be pre-registered for. So something, you know, something to do is to go on the website and make sure you're registered for the ones you're interested in uh, before they, you know, fill up. Um, Another thing to note that I thought was kind of an interesting feature of the, uh, the new platform that's going to be used is, you know, because everything's virtual and pre-recorded, um, there isn't a lot of opportunity for interaction with the presenter. So what the platform added or what APA added to the platform was an opportunity to attend uh, office hours of the um, presenters. So that's something that's going to actually be scheduled that you can um, look. And Katie had mentioned Q&A sessions as well. So, so that's a way to kind of interact with 
presenters, despite the fact that things are virtual. Um, another thing that's really great about virtual, um, even though there are some drawbacks to it, of course, but the um, it's much more accessible for, for folks who aren't able to travel. Um, and then also it's more accessible in terms of cost. And so it's $120 to register for APA members, uh, $35 for APA student affiliates, $190 for non-members and $75 for non-member students. And so um, registration is really easy. It's on the website. Um, and again, it's lower cost than when conventions in person. Um, so that's, that's all I can think of. I don't know, Katie, if you can think of anything else that we forgot to mention. No, no I think that's a good summary. Yeah, we'll have to add that it, while it is a bummer that we won't be in person again this year, knowing that more people can access, you know, the convention than, you know, before, just like in last year, that was mm -hmm. pretty um, interesting too, that it helped increase the amount of people who could actually attend. Um, that's maybe one of the pluses, at least that's come about because of the pandemic and our move to the virtual space. And good to know about pre-registering for CE, you know, sessions, workshops ahead of time. So that'll help maybe prompt people to be more planful in thinking about what sessions they want to attend. So if they are interested in um, collecting CE credit, you know, be really mindful of that. So really good to know. Mm -hmm. Another thing too is that if when we schedule the uh, section meetings, the section business meetings, anyone's welcome to attend, even if you're not a member of that section. So that's just something to know that anyone can drop in, including students, to to those section meetings to kind of see what the sections are all about. Um, and especially with the virtual platform, we're hoping to get uh, as many people as possible engaged and you know participating in those section meetings and social hours. Yeah, I do like to think of the convention being, you know, a great way to introduce yourself to one another, but specifically to learn about what all the different committees and sections are up mm -hmm. to, and perhaps even, you know, join, you know, if it's something mm -hmm. that really piques your interest. So good to know that it's open to all of us um, to, to join in the different sessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I know it's not ideal to be virtual. I really do miss seeing people. Um, it's, we didn't get to do it last year. Hopefully we'll get to do it next year. But I do think it's super impressive how uh, just the numbers of people that have that signed up um, last year, and I'm hoping that's going to happen this year. And students, international members, you know, people who just for whatever reason can't travel. Um, and I really do hope that going forward, even if we get back in person, that APA can find a way to continue to make this stuff available virtually, because I really do think it's wonderful that it's kind of reaching a broader audience than it normally does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they'll be thinking about kind of hybrid options in the future. You know, I, I do look forward to seeing everybody in person in Minneapolis next year. And I also hope we can find a way to connect people virtually who aren't able to make it in person. Well, Katie and Sarah, I really thank you for your time, but more, more than that, really thank you for your service, you know, this past year. I know it's a huge undertaking for any program chair, um, you know, if you're meeting in person, but also in, in this, you know, time of, you know, virtual conventions with all the uncertainties, you know, and kind of having to tackle technology. Um, it's a whole new landscape. And so just really appreciate you two um, in your hard work and pulling this together for us. 
And I second that too. I appreciate it a great deal. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. It's been really, it's been really fun. Um, and it's been an honor, you know, to, to be chosen to be uh, program chairs and, mm -hmm. and also to be on this podcast, which I am a huge fan of. So thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for helping us get the word out about some of the things happening in APA through Division 18 and um, everything that the members can look forward to for the upcoming convention. Well, thank you again. And also thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We really hope this helps pump you up for the convention and you get registered and think about attending those mini sessions that we just discussed today. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast series so you're informed of you know, new episodes as they are released and hope to see everybody at the convention this year. Take good care, stay safe, be well. Bye everyone.